Will the weather ever let up? Hillary hitting Southern California and Mexico's Baja, California. The danger the next hours is torrential rains pouring down in the desert and on into the southwest. A year's rain could fall in a single day. On the Hawaii island of Maui, disaster response still underway with over a thousand still missing, most presumed dead. In Canada, the fires still burn. In the Northwest Territories, twice the size of Texas, the capital city of 22,000 ordered to evacuate. The Air Force helping commercial airlines get people out. Evacuations from fires all across British Columbia to the south and more populated. Remember this from the word of God. This world is not our home. And though it's not our home, Christians are called to not be selfish, not be self-centered. We're called to be the light of Christ and serve others in the name of Jesus, wherever we are, no matter the weather, not our world, God's world. Welcome to Haven Today here on Monday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus here on a new week. And we're returning to a series this week that we haven't done in a while called Christians You Should Know. And on this program, We'll hear from three Christians in Maui, Hawaii, in Kelowna, British Columbia, and a man who was with his family as they evacuated a Bible camp threatened by fire. We're trying to get out of an area and we have to cross a bridge and we're afraid that the bridge might get closed. So we're, we're not stopping. It's kind of like the one road out of here. And uh, once we get across this bridge, then we're feeling a lot better. More coming up later from an evacuation conversation with Roger Charest. One area of concern is in Canada's Northwest Territories. The end of last week, the capital city of Yellowknife with 20,000 people was evacuated. Only one highway out to get away. The Canadian Air Force joining commercial airlines Air Canada and WestJet, sending in larger planes to evacuate those who couldn't drive hundreds of miles to safety. There are only 40,000 people in the entire region. Stay with me. I know you'll be encouraged to hear Christians from Canada to Hawaii who are looking to the Lord in the midst of these troubled times. After the program, I want to ask you to help support this ministry with a financial gift. And as our thanks, I want to send you the very special devotional book called Then Sings My Soul. Robert Morgan shares the backstories of 150 hymns, and he includes the sheet music and lyrics so you can sing along with the hymns. I believe Then Sings My Soul will help you sing the Lord's praises with a new sense of appreciation for who He is and what He has done in your life. Many of these songs were written in the midst of great trials, but they all point to the great hope we have in Jesus. After the program, come visit our website to see the book for yourself, and then make your gift for one or more copies of the book to give away. They're at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And now we need a reminder, and I can't think of a better way than a great reminder sung for us by Michael W. Smith. There is strength within the sorrow There is beauty in our tears And you meet us in our mourning 
with a love that cast out fear. You were working in our waiting. You're sanctifying us. When beyond our understanding, you're teaching us to trust. Your plans are still to prosper. You have not forgotten us. You're with us in the fire and the flood. You're faithful forever. Perfect in love, you are sovereign over us. You are wisdom unimagined. Who could understand your way? Reigning high above the heavens, reaching down in endless grace. You're the lifter of the lowly, compassionate and kind. You surround and you. Uphold me, and your promises are my delight. Your plans are still to prosper. It's called Sovereign Over Us. Here in this Haven Today, Christians You Should Know, I'm Charles Morris, and we opened with music from Michael W. Smith. In a moment, we're going to visit Canada, and we're going to speak with two Christians who are seeing fires all around them. But before we do that, let's return to Hawaii, to the island of Maui. It's been almost two weeks since the historic town of Lahaina was destroyed. Still so many missing so many without homes and even basic needs. But there are Christians on the ground helping right now. One of them is Paula Higuchi. She was born on Maui, and she works as a counselor at Kahalui Baptist Church. Paula, welcome to Haven Today for the first time. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Paula, your church is working very hard in the relief effort right now. You're helping counsel people who've lost loved ones and their homes. Can you take a moment and share with us how your church was able to help in those first few days of this tragedy? Sure. We were hearing stories from loved ones of and, and members of our church as far as 
people getting stuck on the west side as the fires broke out, hearing about relatives' homes being on fire um, last Tuesday evening. And so our hearts were immediately concerned and broken. And so we jumped into action and our pastor, Jay Haynes, um, had us begin collecting items that we knew people needed. Uh, We heard that people were desperate just for basic needs and supplies. And so we just started stocking up on those items and doing what we could to partner with local businesses, whether by boat or by plane, uh, to help get those supplies out to the west side, as well as opening up as a shelter for those who evacuated and needed a place to stay. And Paula, we've heard your local government was overwhelmed from the beginning, but the community there has really stepped up to help in so many ways. Can you just share a little bit about that with us? Sure. It's really just the way our community is deeply connected. I saw on social media, one of my friends, Island Ice and Water Company, they were able to start getting ice and water out to that side. And so they got us connected to another local business, Fly Maui, and they were taking their little charter planes out. And so everybody just got together and it it was amazing to see the local effort. And at the same time, our hearts are breaking for our friends and family, hearing stories coming back about um, there being complete devastation of Front Street and seeing a lot of, of death and destruction out there. And so I think that really motivated us to move as quickly as we could and to just partner up with, with whoever was on the ground. People have lost their homes, their loved ones, their businesses. You have a master's degree in counseling. What are people struggling with the most and how are you trying to offer them help? Sure. It's pretty common at this point for a lot of those who have lost everything. They're in complete shock. And the Hawaiian people are such an amazing, beautiful people where they are also filled with gratitude for life, uh, for those who are able to get out. And so just beginning to process, being able to hear some of these stories that are um, really just so difficult to to hear these details of um, people saying my house was on fire all of a sudden and I basically had minutes to get out or um, people and ending up needing to leave loved ones in their homes who were disabled or unable to physically get out. And so right now my aim is to listen and to be, be able to weep with those who weep and start pointing them um, to the compassion of Christ and the hope that he can bring um, as, as patiently and lovingly as possible. Paula, let me just have you answer the question that so many people are asking right now. How can a good God allow such things like this to happen? When I think through that question, I, I try to remind people that the Lord's heart is, is actually to make all things new. And the reason why we see these horrible um, situations is in light of the sin that has entered into this world and that the Lord is, is actually near to us in our suffering. And that is the reason why he sent Christ to die, so that we would not have to suffer this eternally. And I try to point people to the hope that, you know, Jesus died so that one day we don't have to face these kinds of things. And it is actually um, not because the Lord is wanting to punish us in a specific way, but he's actually 
sympathetic towards us and and desires for us to um, be in right relationship with him. And so I, I try to point people to the hope that um, the Lord actually has made this world in such a way that it was good. And it's because of the effects of sin that we are experiencing what we do in this in this fallen world. I think it would be good if we could pray. Do you mind leading us in prayer, Paula? Yes, yes, absolutely. Lord, our hearts are heavy um, and we come to you because you tell us that you will give rest for our souls in our weariness. And Lord, we know that you are still good and that you love us here on this island, even as we are grappling with this tragedy right now and seeking to love one another well. I pray that your people will be a light in the darkness, that you will help us to walk in your love and be able to share the hope that you can bring even in such tragic events, God. I thank you um, for the work of Christ that gives us that. And I do pray that you would comfort those who have lost everything, that you would help us to um, continue to move in a spirit of aloha towards one another, and um, that you would help us to um, bring you glory even in this in this time, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Paula Higuchi from Kahalui Baptist Church on Maui. Thank you for taking time to share how you're helping Hawaii today. Thank you, Charles, for having me, and um, aloha, and please keep us in your prayers. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. And now let's fly over the Pacific Ocean to British Columbia and the western side of the Rockies in Canada. Mike Penega has been a pastor and worked with missions there in the resort town of Kelowna. It's being threatened by fire right now. Michael, welcome to the program. Tell us how the fires have come to you. So, Charles, where I'm sitting right now is right across from where the fire started last week. And it started in West Kelowna across Okanagan Lake from where we are. But unfortunately, it very quickly grew because of ferocious winds. And then what happens with those winds and the embers from these forest fires is they fly a long way ahead. And so the fire crossed a mile wide lake and landed on our side. And um, over the period of this uh, fire, it's now 17,000 acres in size. Our valley is covered in smoke, and we've lost uh, quite a few structures. Um, a whole resort uh, went up in flames. And uh, we are not aware of any loss of life. But, you know, unfortunately, where we live with the hot, dry uh, summers, this isn't a reality. But this is an unusual one, Charles. And um, it has really put our city and the whole region, um, you know, back a bit. Mm. Let me just ask you this on a, on a spiritual dimension. This world is not our home. We're to be the light of Christ in the world. Are you seeing Christians respond to help those who have had to evacuate from way up in the Northwest Territories, north of you, and right around you in British Columbia? You know, Charles, I am proud as an 18-year-long pastor and, and spent most of my life, most of my life in, in charity and nonprofit and faith-based work. I love where Christians step in in moments like this. Uh, to, today, I was asking my friends and pastors what the churches are doing and things like, um, you know, opening up their parking lots for RVs and cars that had to be evacuated, opening up their facilities for people to stay finding homes that evacuees uh, can stay in if they don't have it. I just talked to a friend who was bringing pizzas um, and, and drinks down to the evacuation center 
another church actually, because it's one of the largest churches in our city, they become the evacuation center for the city should it get to be a certain size. So I am proud of the body of Christ. Um, it is in times like this that we come together and we offer that support. And it really is wonderful. Mike, uh, how, how do you want people in our listening audience around the world to just pray for you guys right now? Yeah, I really appreciate you asking that question. Um, people often say, you know, how can we pray for you? I think of the emergency responders, uh, these men and women who it seems that they don't get any time to sleep. And there are so many fronts to this fire that it is not about uh, how, you know, getting it out, it's about managing it right now. So I think the emergency services, pray for the leadership that has to make uh, decisions on uh, resources. Um, pray for those who've lost things. And as they begin to process that, um, that is tragic and it is life-changing for sure. And then just pray for open hearts uh, among Christ followers and others who just want to, to add and to contribute and to help uh, in these times. It seems like crisis and tragedy uh, does bring communities together, obviously, and it does bring out the best of them. And, and we're seeing that in Kelowna, which is great. So appreciate your prayers for this beautiful city and area uh, up in British Columbia, Canada. Thank you so much. Mike Penega, thank you in Kelowna, British Columbia, for joining us on AVA Today. Good to be with you today, Charles. Thanks for calling. Now, let's travel about two and a half hours north of Kelowna, and let's meet up with Roger Charest. And we reached Roger as his family was evacuating Eagle Bay Bible Camp on what most of the time is Delic Shushwap Lake. Roger, you're currently trying to get out of there. What are you doing right now? We're we're trying to get a we're trying to get out of an area, and we have to cross a bridge, and we're afraid that the bridge might get closed. So we're we're not stopping. So we're uh, we're just coming across a bridge. It's kind of like the one road out of here, and. Uh, once we get across this bridge, then we're feeling a lot better. Two days ago, we got up in the morning and found our cars covered in ash and, you know, smoke in the sky. And um, so we started, you know, being concerned and started listening to the alerts and all. Um, uh, but today, today uh, we're being asked to leave. So, so we're, uh, we're evacuating. Um, we are at the Eagle Bay Bible Camp. We just had a week of real fun we're almost a week of real fun family time, um, vacation, but uh, we we need to get out of here. So, all right, stay safe. How are you praying right now, Roger? Well, we 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 feel we feel very safe. We don't we're not we're not fearing for our lives right now, but we're just trying to uh, make sure that the staff of the camp are able to get out. Um, and we feel like the roads might be overloaded soon. We're just, you know, praying for, for our area. There's a lot of people in much worse conditions than we are. And, of course, the town of Kelowna is, uh, you know, there's many thousands of people that have been asked to leave from there. We're really thinking about the folks up in Yellowknife. They have a lot further to go. They have, like, thousands of miles to get out. So... We're really thinking about them a lot. So we're seeing lots of uh, emergency services, fire guys, police on the road, um, and we're still not out of the, the area yet. Thank you, Roger, for taking a moment while you're evacuating. Godspeed, brother. Thanks, Charles. Okay. God bless. This is Haven Today and a different sort of Christians you should know. One other thing. 
At that Bible camp, they had already taken in a family reunion from the other side of the lake and provided housing for 32 others, half of them children. But now they've all had to flee, as you just heard. We opened our program pointing out that this world is not our home. We have an eternal home that awaits us with Jesus Christ, if you are in Christ. There is one great theme repeated frequently in Scripture. There is a fate for those who trust in themselves and this world. It's also true for those who follow those who trust in themselves. Apart from Jesus, they will eternally perish. It's been called a naturalistic worldview. God's Word shows us the futility of their final end. Despite any security we may hang on to in our worldview, if we don't know Jesus and trust totally in Him, that person will reach their grave with no hope, no eternal future. We take nothing with us when we die. Those who are unwise in Christ know that He has an eternal plan and future for us. That hope in Him will lead you safely through all the torrential downpours and fires that come upon you. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in His excellent word. What more can He say than to you He hath said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled? still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee healthy and cause thee to stand upheld by my righteous omnipotent hand. When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all sufficient shall be supply. The flame shall not hurt thee, I only desire thy droves to consume and thy gold to refine. Significant words for every Christian to remember. Fear not, 
I am your God. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am your God and will still give you aid. That's how firm a foundation by Fernando Ortega and the history of that hymn, as well as the lyrics and sheet music found in Robert Morgan's Then Sings My Soul. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, as we start a series called Christians You Should Know. The stories behind the hymns we love help us better understand why they've lasted as long as they have. The lyrics are rooted in God's Word, and the tunes help those truths stick in our minds and hearts. I believe this book is of great value and will help you spend time with the Lord this summer while also singing biblical truth that will deepen your faith in Him. So, may I invite you right now to come to our website and look at the book, Then Sings My Soul, by Robert Morgan. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And may I remind you that this is a wonderful book to share with friends, family, or even a Bible study group. Ask about multiple copies when you call us at 800-65-HAVEN. And just as we go, here we are in the middle of August. It'll be over soon. And traditionally, giving is much lower this time of year. And so I just want to say thank you to our Haven partners who have committed to praying regularly and giving monthly to this ministry. They help us keep the lights on when giving is low. And I'm so thankful for everyone who is a partner. If you are interested in becoming a partner, we have some wonderful benefits for those who join. So ask about that when you call us at 800-65-HAVEN or read more about becoming a Haven partner at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Everybody loves a good comeback story. Sports fans get a kick out of the small market team beating the teams with the most money. We don't expect it, but when it happens, it's a pleasant surprise. There was once a godly woman named Hannah. She was a barren woman, but nonetheless faithful. After the Lord promised her a child, she composed a magnificent song which reads, He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. Hannah was singing about a comeback story. Just as no one expected Hannah to conceive, no one anticipated the poor sitting with princes. But that's what happens for all those who trust in Christ Jesus. Get daily encouragement with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.